Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Bank Out of Money! Bank Out of Money! Bank Out of Money! Yeah, wrestling Review, the show where we crack open some lovely cans. My cans are already open. My cans are already open. Sorry, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Right. Oh, lovely can. Creamy can. And uh, have a chat about usually pro wrestling of yesteryear, but pro wrestling of yester weekend. Um, <laughs> One pay-per-view at a time. I'm Graham, and I'm joined by WrestleMania Night 1. That's fucking you, Dave. (laughs) Hello. And WrestleMania Night 2. Hello. I was wondering what you were going to do with that, and I couldn't remember who was first. I I just thought that on the spot there, so that was very cool. Fair play. Um, Yeah, everyone's quarantined and isolated or... Well, maybe you're in one of those mad countries where they don't give a fuck about you and you're allowed around the streets. But, um, yeah, in Ireland, we're uh, told to stay home. So we're all in our own houses and we decided to just do uh, WrestleMania 36 because it's a very, very, very unique pay-per-view event. Uh, No crowd and pre-taped and all that sort of jazz and some very unique matches. Very unique. I don't think we will ever see the likes of again. Kind of hoping we don't, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's what it is. WrestleMania 36. How are you lads dealing with the isolation and the Jazzy Jeff and all that? I'm 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 I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't sound it. <laughs> You're trying to convince yourself. I <laughs> know, uh, holding up all right. Lovely. That's good. As long as everyone's safe. And Darren, what about you? Ah, uh, you know, like. It's as good as it can be. Yeah, I'm, fair uh, enough. I have a few other people living in the house with me, so like, there's still a bit of interaction with other humans other than just uh, my missus, so that's good. Yeah, that's all right. Um, have you been watching much wrestling besides uh, this WrestleMania? Uh, some documentaries lot. and stuff. No. Oh, it's the Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, I watched the Dark Side, yeah. the two episodes of the Dark Side, and I watched the the, the Edge um, twenty four. Oh, I'm well, meaning to watch that actually. You said it was very good, yeah. Um, but other than that, not really, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so what about you? Have you been watching me? What? Well, um, no, I watched some. I think I watched some stuff from ninety eight or something or ninety nine. You know, like random Austin matches or something like that, just to just to have a laugh. Get me through these dark. Get me through these dark times. You know. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, indeed. Talking about Shinoku. Um, <laughs> no, it was a. Uh, can't even think now. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the episode is going to be a bit different because there's been no research. Uh, it's just we're just going to talk shit for. An hour maybe or so, and I have also I don't have I don't have like the breakdowns of matches or anything like that. What I can tell you is uh, the average ticket price was zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the only thing I know. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I jumped the gun there. Um, but yeah, uh, so will we just have a chat then? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah right. It's uh, WrestleMania 36. <laughs> Too big for one night or two nights or one big. I don't fucking know.
So night one, uh, first match was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Oh, oh wait, the, wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. Before we get to the first match, can we talk yeah. about that intro video with the random oh, yeah. Jack Sparrow kind of sounding guy? I, very, very bad Jack Sparrow. I hated it so much. It? What it was the terrible. hell was it? Like, I mean, the, the gist was obviously because it was meant to be in Tampa and uh, their their football team, American football team, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the WrestleMania logo was essential. No, they don't have a pirate. Like, well, no, they actually have a pirate ship in their stadium that fires cannons when they get a touchdown. Yeah, that's cool. Like, that's cool, yeah. Like, right? Yeah. And the WrestleMania logo basically looks like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers logo, like the red kind of flag that's haggard and stuff. But it just okay. doesn't make sense when you're not holding it in that stadium. Yeah, but also the weird they kind of change it. They comedy paid... thing. Yeah, the comedy intro. I want to hear an old man going, "The granddaddy of them all, two worlds collide." You know, like where they make it out to be yeah. epic and not silly billy. Like, and it was a really bad Jack Sparrow impersonation as well. Yeah, I didn't get yeah. it until he actually said it himself. Who he was impersonating. Did he say that? He said it at one stage. I was like, oh shit, you're supposed to be Jack Sparrow? Well, he didn't actually say Jack Sparrow, but he said like a flamboyant pirate or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, the fact that they used the exact same one boat nights in a row kind of made it even worse because the second time around, I was like, surely yeah. they're going to do something different here now. Yeah, they could have edited it to have like just the competitors from that night in it, perhaps. But they didn't. Well, here's something I think we can all like. Yeah. Oh, oh I love that you can. Um, I also think Stephanie McMahon is lovely. So oh, there you she go. is, yep, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Speaking of lovely. Yep. Yeah. First so match. They, well, sorry, I'm actually going to, before, <laughs> before we get into the match, so like, it's obviously in the performance centre. They have a looking fairly well for what they, they do. They do indeed, yeah, absolutely. Do. Yeah. But I have a question, right? Why is there guardrails? Why have they got guardrails? Who are they guarding from? Hmm. No crowd. I would imagine they maybe they, it's they, to... The, they own the building, like. It's to simulate the experience of wrestling in an arena, maybe. Yeah. I just like, thought it was weird. Maybe. I don't know. Like, just make the whole thing bigger and you can have... I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, that was the thing. First match, anyway, yeah, it was Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, uh, challenging the Kabuki Warriors for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Um, I'm going to try to remember these finishes off the top of my head. Uh, I'm probably going to get... 86% of them wrong. So Nikki Cross hit one of her opponents <laughs> with a swing and neck breaker, and then Alexa Bliss did the twisted bliss to the finish. 15 minutes, five seconds. That was it. I believe uh, it was Kyrie Sane. Oh, it was Kyrie Sane, yes, you're right. Um did you like this match? I have no strong feeling yeah, yeah. together. <laughs> it wasn't I didn't think I didn't think it was a bad match. No, I didn't no, either. And I think as it, had no, as, it had no right being 15 minutes though. Yeah, I think as far as empty arena wrestling goes, like the Kabuki Warriors as characters kind of grabbed your attention a bit, Absolutely. like without the crowd reaction. They like, yeah, they had Screaming. that personality and presence. But as you said, it was just too long. Like there was a bit of like comedy kind of stuff with Alexa Bliss and Asuka at the start was kind of like interesting. Yeah. Uh, Katrina was in the room at the time she was like oh what's this what's going on kind of laughing along with it but then it just kept going on for ages and then it was just like this, this yeah thing. like 15 minutes is a long it's a long time it is I mean it's on a regular Wrestlemania they would have got three and a half minutes if it was a one night thing four yeah. minutes maybe 
Um, so it's good to see people get more time, but yeah, too long. Like there was a few moments where it was like that would have got a massive pop if there was a like um, Kyrie broke up a pinfall with the elbow drop, and then later on Alexa Bliss broke up a pinfall with the twisted bliss, and I was yeah, like, yeah, they, they would have got nice fairly decent pops, but yeah, it was a match, and it wasn't it, like well, I was already from me. Yeah, it was grand. Yeah. It was it was like I think it might have been the opener for the pre-show WrestleMania. Yeah. So I don't I'd agree I there. Yeah. Yeah, for fifteen minutes is long. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And um, the next match I will completely admit that I skipped this because you'll see all over social media and the like and even government kind of things are saying you need to do things that are good for your mental health. <laughs> so I feel watching Baron Corbin or King Corbin wherever he was when he versus Elias in any aspect. WrestleMania in front of a crowd, no crowd, it's just bad for my personal mental health. So I skipped that match. So you can tell me all about it. Um, I'll go first, Darren, if you don't mind. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I, you know, like I thought it was again, it's like the match itself wasn't great. All right, the match itself was fairly kind of it was grand. Like there was nothing. Like I said to you before, it was almost like watching yeah. a, a training match. You, know, you may as well say water's wet, Dave. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but what I did enjoy was right. the character work in it. Um, I haven't seen Elias in a good while. Um, and I don't think a, I've ever seen him win a match. I don't I think, think I've ever seen him win a match either, yeah. I'm just looking at the result here and it says he beat him in nine minutes. I don't think I've ever seen him like pin a person. There was a, nice, <laughs> there was a nice bit at the start where they went back to what Corbin had did on a fucking Raw or SmackDown or whatever fucking show it was on. Where he um, he essentially threw him off the top of the that weird kind of crow's nest. Yeah, the crow's nest, right? Yeah. And um, you know, there was all speculation and doubt as to whether Elias was even going to show up, and he shows up as the empowered, you know, baby face coming back up against the odds, and then he wins by yeah. uh, grabbing a handful of tights. I thought that was cool. I I did, I did enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose that that does go along with Elias's character. Like he's a he's a tosser, like. But... Yeah, okay. Yeah, Damn, did you like uh, it? No, my biggest takeaway was that uh, they had all the speculation that Elias wasn't going to make it, and I had fully booked in my head that he wasn't going to make it, and Jeff Hardy was replacing him, so it was with his <laughs> that I got the actual Baron Corbin Elias match. Right, um, yeah. It was about eight and a half minutes too long for my taste. Yeah, okay. Uh, That's yeah, fair no, enough. I couldn't yeah. tell you anything that happened in it. Great. <laughs> right. It happened though. Oh, yeah, it did. It definitely it happened. A, it was a happening. Yeah. <laughs> Up next, um, Becky Lynch defended her Raw Women's Championship against Shayna Baszler. And for the second WrestleMania in a row, one with a shitty roll up, which is pointless. Like, yeah. It built Shayna Baszler up to be this fucking monster. And grand. Like, so like, Be- Becky got out with the skin of her teeth, but. I just think Shayna Baszler's muck. I don't like her match styles, and I didn't like this match. I didn't like this match yeah. either. It was a huge letdown for me. Yeah, I, I don't hate Shayna Baszler as much as you, but I'm not a huge fan either. But the thing that really is annoying me about her is, I think she's been pinned three times maybe between NXT and the main roster, and every yeah. single one of them has been the exact same finish. She's had the person in her submission and they yeah. got rolled backwards and got a quick pin on her. That's how Ember Moon beat her. That's how Becky beat her in this and that's how she lost the NXT title one of the other times. It's like 
Jesus. Why, why can't she just lose in Norway? The only person yeah. who actually pinned her clean was... Uh, Kyrie Sane. Yeah. No, oh, no Kyrie Sane. In the, May Young, in the May Young finals. Okay. okay. But that was... Before she had actually... Before she was established. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I mean New Yorkie. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask? Yeah, no, I think that finish has really been overdone now. They need to like come up with a new way of let her do it. Like, if you're going don't, to I don't think that finish works with no crowd either. Yeah. Um, I don't know, that's just my tip. But I wasn't really interested in it. Like, I don't know. I was kind of looking forward to it. Um, no, I was looking... No, sorry. I wasn't interested when it was actually happening. Oh, I was I like, get you, I get you. this isn't pulling me in, if you know what I mean. A lot harder yeah, to I, do with I no crowd. I like the Becky still kind of having a WrestleMania entrance, even though there was no one there coming in there. Yeah, so much. <laughs> yeah that was good, all right. Yeah. <laughs> burr, burr, and then just silence. <laughs> Cheers, Becky, yeah. Paid all um, this money to decorate this truck for fucking using it. I do so, think it would have been better booking if um, if, if Baszler had gone over though. If she had won the yeah. she won the belt, and then that would have led to um, Becky chasing it for a while. You know, would have been interesting. One way it would have been good to see Becky chase again. Yeah, I read a good comparison a while ago. Um, someone, you know, obviously dream booking or whatever you want to fucking call it. Um, it's like um, she she would be Baszler would have been. Um, the the uh, the clubber line to her Rocky, yeah, yeah. You know? um, she would have like beat the shit out of her, and then she would have had to go and train back up and get her confidence back up, and then go and win the belt back. You know, yeah, that would have been great. Like, yeah, that's kind of what I, what I was expecting to be honest. But no, got a maybe hard match. Maybe they just didn't want to pull the trigger because there was no crowd. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I don't know if it's. If the no crowd thing affected a lot of decisions, but maybe that was it. The next match was for the Intercontinental title, and it was Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. Um, Sami Zayn is in bad shape, lads. Yeah, he is. Can I just say that? For a wrestler. Mm. For a Joe Soper, he's grand, like, inoffensive. But for your Intercontinental champion, he's like, he looks like he plays Sunday League football, like yeah, yeah. And he's the goalie, big fat goalie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Especially in comparison to the likes of Cesaro, who was in like, who was gorgeous, like yeah, in amazing shape, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So, what did you make of this one? I miss okay. Sami Zayn when Sami Zayn was Sami Zayn. Like he's. He's essentially just a heel manager now who doesn't wrestle anymore yeah. at all. This is like his first match in ages, apart from when he won the, belt. the Intercontinental title yeah. in a three-on-one match where he like snuck a pin. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it just seems like he doesn't do any of the stuff that he used to do that made him Sami Zayn. Like in my head, I can imagine a deadly Daniel Bryan Sami Zayn match, and not that mm. this was bad. Like I think like a lot of was good for the story they were telling, but it was just like. I don't know. I just miss the old Sami Zayn. But I don't know if that's that, like, he's had too many injuries and he can't do it, or that he's just playing this chicken shit heel character so he doesn't want to do any of his good stuff. So what you're saying is you're being worked. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Essentially. 
I am yeah. definitely being worked. Oh, I don't like the, I don't like this bad guy, guys. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, but like, that, but like, do you think that it's that he's like, why has he become a manager? Like, and he doesn't wrestle at all anymore. Is it that he's had injuries? It must be. He had that. I think that is. I think that is the. Yeah. Yeah. But he's obviously wrestling again, so he must be all right. But I, he's kind of remind me of the way he's. His character reminds me a bit of um, you know, when CM Punk led the Straight Edge Society. Yeah. And you know the kind of sense of like I'm better than you. Like he's what they call the Artist Collective. Is that this new stable's name or something? Yeah. 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 I do hate this thing that WWE do where they just give everyone a nickname and every stable or every, you know, it's like everyone has to have this like the so, the cage fighter, the man. Yeah. What's um, almighty Bobby Lashley or whatever it is. <laughs> They've dropped that now, I think though. Have they? What's Bobby Lashley now? It's just Bobby Lashley. Oh. You uh, like, rightly so as well. The almighty mm. is fucking shite. He didn't need a nickname. He's, he's Bobby Lashley, like, <laughs> um, yeah. The the suicide dive that Daniel Bryan did in this match was terrifying. Yeah, yeah. he almost killed himself. Classic and, Daniel uh, Bryan, isn't it? Yeah, for a man with the amount of injuries he has. Yeah, I did like um, how hard hitting this match was because you can hear everything. Yeah, yeah. So when, when like when Daniel Bryan was doing like the yes kicks or no kicks or whatever they're called, it was like. You could feel everyone just clatter off Sami Zayn, which was cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I also um, thought I thought Sami Zayn was probably the first person to take um, the initiative of the no crowd thing and be very vocal. Yeah. And be very, you know, he was an absolute like you said, chicken shit. Like he was like a lot of a lot of wrestlers were still wrestling like there was a crowd and they were selling like oh. But you know what I mean? Whereas he was being like, "Oh no, Daniel, don't get me, Daniel! Oh no!" <laughs> There's I'm a so good bit sorry. more of that to, that comes up on the show, though. Oh, there is, yeah. there is. But he was the—I feel he was the first person who like said, "Here, this is a different thing. We need Absolutely. to wrestle differently." Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, can I ask a question though? You can. The finish. They said it was like a modified halluva kick. Is any big boot just a modified halluva kick? Because like that was not a halluva kick at all. Like, well, arguably the halluva kick is just a big boot, and they happen to be in the corner. And he happens to run the whole way across the ring. Like, is that yeah. still not running? And he just does a big boot. I don't think that's a halluva kick. Yeah, the halluva kick. No, is I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you. Otherwise, we can say that the Undertaker put AJ Styles into the uh, grave with a modified halluva kick. You're trying, to say he didn't. <laughs> you're trying to say you're trying to say he didn't Spoiler do that. alert. Uh, yeah, so Sami Zayn wins anyway after nine minutes twenty. Next, um, we have a triple threat ladder match for the tag team championship, SmackDown tag team championships, but it's not a triple threat tag team match, it's singles competitors, and that's because the Miz is a fucking reckless cunt. Uh, so the match was was it up until like the Friday before it was meant to be the Miz and Morrison defendant against the Usos. Am I right yeah. to say that term? Yeah. Oh, I think then, it was... No, sorry, it was the other ones, wasn't it? It was, it was what? It was, it was, was it not day, always was meant to be a triple threat, no? No, oh, I think the Usos no, were added. because the Usos were... Or either the Usos or the New Day were added because the Miz turned up with, like, a cough and the Usos were like, we're not wrestling him. Fair enough. It was like a gobshite, like... Yeah. 
So I don't know if that means he's probably afraid. Like he like don't give everyone the coronavirus if you have the coronavirus. Uh, so the idea was about mad, and that's why Roman Reigns later pulled out as well. Yeah, because he is what's the word immunosuppressed or immunodeficient or something because Immun- of immunosuppressed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's like, that's absolutely fair enough. Oh, stop! Like absolutely. So it became so there's like one representative for each team: John Morrison, Morrison and Miz, Jimmy Uso for the Usos, and Kofi Kingston for the New Day. And um, what, what, what did I put on here? Ah, uh, it was actually. The match was good. Oh, it was meant to be a triple threat. Just regular tag team match. So it just became a triple threat with a ladder. Fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, this was a bit of a cracker, wasn't it? It was a bit of a cracker, all right. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was an enjoyable watch. Yeah. I think, yeah, under the circumstances, this is probably as good a ladder match as they could have had. Like, I think, I feel bad yeah. for them not having a crowd because, like, Taking those bumps in front of fucking no, Michael no, Cole no. is or yeah, yeah. Byron Saxton, like fuck off. Like that uh, Starship Pain, like yeah. to do that with no one there and to like I thought the, the pace of this match was really good. Yeah, and I can just if that was in front of a crowd, I can imagine people going bananas. Yeah. Because they they did a lot of like innovative stuff, like they had like coffee yeah. was inside the ladder and then they did some other kind of cool little spots and then um yeah, they just it was a nice ladder match. Like it wasn't the like best one I've ever seen, but it was definitely it was especially for the fact that they probably changed the match on the day. Yeah. yeah. The fact that they turned up said the Miz is sick, you go home, and then they had to obviously they probably had like an hour or two out because you know like it's pre-filmed, so they didn't have to worry about when it happened. But like, yeah, I liked it. I, I thought the um like one thing that it kind of might have suffered from a little bit was just back to the crowd thing. Mm-mm. You know, like, and again, I know it's wrestling, and I know that you need to suspend your disbelief a little bit. But when you're tr- trying to clamor to win your to win your championship, and yeah. you're taking about fucking a minute to make sure the ladder is 100 percent steady. Yeah, and that works with a crowd. I don't think it worked on you know that way. It just yeah, feels no, like get, you're just you. killing time. You, know? you just look like a gobshite when there's no yeah, crowd yeah. kind of willing you on or something like that. Yeah, it's, it, that, that would be the only thing that would kind of detract from them. That's in no way um, even the workers' fault. Really. I, tell you, I tell you what, isn't detracting. Little, oh, little can. Little can. Um, Did you like the finish? Oh, I yeah, really I, loved the finish. I thought it was brilliant. Honest. Yeah, it was yeah. fucking great. No, was, never seen it before. It was, it, was, it was very different. I was wondering, so, they got the thing off, and I was like, how the yeah. fuck are they going to do here? I, I, I didn't I even realise, I was like fucking, um, was, was it Jimmy or Jay? Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy and Kofi, they were like, what What happened? Where? And they both yeah. the thing. I, was, I had the exact same reaction. I was like, what's going on? I, the belts yeah, aren't there. Because <laughs> he, he just took that big deadly bump with the two yeah. belts in his hand, and he like remained in bits for ages, just holding <laughs> yeah. the belts. But... It, Horrible bump to take with no crowd, like yeah, you said before. Like, it's a bit rotten. A bit rotten. But um, I'd read online like some people thought Kofi and Jimmy would take the two belts, and then they'd like they'd do a like storyline where they'd have to like they'd be forced to be a tag team together yeah, after yeah. like you know the rivalry, which might have been alright. But no, I liked I liked the finish. I thought that was that was pretty nice, and that came. 18 minutes 30 seconds. So that is the first match so far that's been longer than that opener. Unnecessary. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent unnecessary. 
The yeah. only thing that upsets me is that uh, the Miz is still now a champion. And he did nothing in the match to earn it. Like, he didn't take any of the bumps they had to take. The Miz is a baller. You know what? Yeah. You know what match a while ago? I can't remember. This is a few years ago. Remember when they were kind of... Remember when they did that big ambulance angle with uh, Braun Strowman? Oh, yeah. yeah. And the next pay-per-view, they had a big... Oh, jeez, I can't even remember. It was like the Shield and Braun Strowman. Oh, I don't know. It was a big... It was a big fucking clusterfuck hardcore brawl thing. And they fucked him in the back of a bin truck or something. Do you remember that match? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it was at a TLC pay-per-view. And literally, it was a multi-person match, maybe eight people. And everybody took a high-risk bump except the Miz in the match. And I was pissed off by it. Like. Well, I'm more pissed off that everyone else had to take all those bumps just because he showed up sick and then yeah. went home. And yeah, they, had to, they had to add to it. Like, yeah. Fucking dope. <laughs> Fucking dope. I've got a oh, wife and two kids. Yeah. And all the users are, have children and wives and all that. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just come up and cough in your yeah. face. Because <laughs> I'm the Miz and I'm... <laughs> <laughs> it's just... That's reckless. Like, it's not... No, it is. It's absolutely reckless. And someone like fucking... Vince McMahon could die if he got that. Like, easy peasy. He's in his 70s. And he definitely has an enlarged heart from all the steroids. So Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so the match after that was um, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Uh, the Monday Night Messiah, whose gear is always pretty good for WrestleMania, even if it is a weird WrestleMania. Um, big white gear, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it was. All white gear always looks cool, especially if they've got tanned skin. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know, you tell me that. Because the white makes the tan pop and the tan makes the white pop. Oh. Yay! Oh my God, he said it! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was going to give you an empty arena pop there. <laughs> you did, like we're saying. Kind of what it felt like, yeah. 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 Uh, Jerem, tell me how you felt about this match. Um, like, I'm, I'm a bit conflicted. Right. I thought... Uh, like, they worked very hard. Obviously, the thing everyone's going to remember is Kevin Owens' dive was deadly. Thought mm-hmm. Kevin Owens' trash talk was great. Kept Like yeah. you said, Sami Zayn was the first person to do it. So Kevin Owens doing it was really good. Whenever Seth Rollins did it, it was really annoying me. And I know you're going to tell me I'm being worked because he's a I'm heel. Not, but just, I'm not, because I hate him too. He face every time he talks. Hey, Kev! Hey, Kev! <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> shut up! Oh my god! <laughs> the uh, like, let's restart the match as a hardcore match. Like, why did they not just have that as a yeah, stipulation that, that start? Was a silly yeah, disqual- yeah. disqualification. Of I suppose the story the is that he's meant to, he's a bit of a coward. Is that what they're trying to think? He's yeah, a I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I also, know. I would put fifty quid on all those bell shots are post production sound effects. Oh, for sure. Like you know when you see, I, I hope play. so. You know, yeah, you know, we see a live pay per view match and they use the bell and you, you, you barely hear it like a little ding, yeah. but there it was like a proper bing, 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 bing. Every time. <laughs> That's because there's no audience, man. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, hope, oh, sorry. The I hope to God it was like post production. They should be taking advantage of that when they can now with no crowd instead of the lads yeah. killing themselves. But this is also <laughs> post production sound effects. Oh, so you're telling me you're not drinking it? You're not really oh, drinking it? Oh, obviously not. No, love. <laughs> Don't like wrestling or cans. Yeah, so his dive off the WrestleMania sign was pretty cool. Yeah. It was, it was good. Yeah, it was good. I, I really, I'm going to sound like an asshole here. 
excuse me, Belch. Um, I really hate those massively padded commentators tables. Obviously, the safety of the wrestlers <laughs> is paramount, especially if you're, you're trying to work up the courage to do a dive when there's nobody a fucking round as well. But like, uh, it just looks, I don't know. Just fuck off. Talk to Edge and Orton on night two. Yeah. Yeah. I will get there. But- in all yeah. seriousness, I am I'm gonna disagree with you guys. I thought this uh, this this match was pretty good. I really enjoyed. No, I enjoyed. No, I enjoyed. It. Sorry, we, we were just. Yeah. I was annoyed by basically Seth Rollins. Existed. No, but that, that that's kind of where I was going though. I enjoyed. Okay. The, I enjoyed his character work. I thought like he was. Of course, he's a fucking. He's an annoying dickhead, and his voice is shrill yeah. and furious. <laughs> <laughs> Even the laugh. It, it's like. <laughs> Kevin, uh, <laughs> yeah, like the people you say, it's hilariously. <laughs> I dig the Monday Night Messiah gimmick as well. I think it's a it's a it's a nice change um, from from what he was. Yeah. He, like there was one stage where Seth Rollins was the most uh, over wrestler in WWE. Like you know, right? I haven't been following what, and also if I watched the, I didn't watch any of these live, so. Listeners are basically just going to call me an asshole, which is fine. Um, so I've, like, I watched a lot of these on my like lunch break, uh, like working from home or whatever. So I fast-forwarded the recap video. So why, why are they feuding? Rollins and Owens. What, am I, what did I miss there? Is he, like, is he starting a cult? He has a little know, bit of a cult already. I know he has the AOP and Buddy Murphy, but yeah, is like he yeah. trying to get Kevin Owens into that cult or what's the No, I think yeah. I think the whole no. thing was Kevin Owens was calling them on his bullshit and he kept calling them on his bullshit. And so yeah. Right. Yeah, I think oh. it was like kind of Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe both were like just going, Here, you're not a god. Shut up, we're gonna prove you're just a man. And that was basically how it all started. But then I don't know what the original plan was, but Joe got injured at some stage, so he was taken out of WrestleMania. So it might have been a tag team match or something like that. Possibly, yeah. uh, but like then Morphian, yeah, yeah, when they thought it was only one night, but then, like, I don't know, they've had so many of the exact same matches on Raw over the last two months where it's been some iteration of those four against the Viking, whatever they're called, yeah, yeah. And I forgot they existed, man, yeah, yeah, Fucking so, I I know, they wrestled, I forgot each other so many people exist. <laughs> Remember, they were in New Japan, yeah, yeah they I'm just I'm just giving a empty arena pop. Not, <laughs> not, not an empty arena pop. <laughs> more of a uh, I'm kind of actually just I'm looking out and kind of going, geez, do you remember? Do you remember them lads? As if they're dead. dead. Like they're not dead, but like it's kind of just now they're. How many wrestlers who are missing off this now? I I might be wrong. These everybody who I mentioned throughout this episode might be injured or something. Hmm. But are they? They're in. They're okay. Are they? The Viking Raiders experience. Thrill seekers. I'm not sure. I think one of them might have picked up an injury. No, it was right. actually sorry. No, it was AOP. One of them picked up. Yeah, an injury. one of AOP. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I think right. Viking Raiders are. I'm just a bit like they just didn't do like you know the way they usually do like a battle royal. They didn't do like they didn't do an Andre the Giant yeah. battle royal to just get all probably, the other lads in. Probably not the best idea just to bring loads of unnecessary people there in the current climate. Although, yeah, yeah. I couldn't name a single person. Who was fucking chasing after that twenty four seven belt? Yeah, they, I think they were all local jobbers and people who are in the. Uh, also, I didn't I didn't watch that because I hate Mojo Rawley and I hate Rob Gronkowski, so I don't want. And I do like our truth. He's fucking cool as a cucumber. But <laughs> yes, those is. two those two lads are a pair of fucking dildos, aren't they? Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. 
Like, like everyone said, the only reason Mojo Rawley is still employed is because he's mates with Rob Gronkowski and they wanted an in to hire him and get him to be a wrestler. Like, I mean, I'm I'm not a big NFL fan, but I know he is partial to being injured a lot of the time. So we'll see how that goes as a wrestler. I didn't know who you know he mean? was before this whole thing. Yeah, he was a... I'm going to say he was a tight end, which is a very gay-sounding position for <laughs> uh, on NFL team. Um, on the, what you call it, what's her name? The New England Patriots. Okay. I think Stephanie McMahon is a big fan of, which is why uh, she was... So wanted to hire him, so that's probably why Mojo Raleigh has a job, and still doesn't understand <laughs> wrestling. Still doesn't understand wrestling. Like he can tell, he just doesn't understand wrestling. He just does. Oh, yeah, hype, and you're like, oh, okay, Paul. Cheers, cheers for that. Uh, yeah, so that was a match. Kevin Owens did a big fucking elbow off the WrestleMania sign, pinned him in the ring after a stunner. The next match was the Universal Championship match. Goldberg mm. defending against Braun Strowman. It was originally meant to be for Roman whatever Reigns. reasons. Yeah, they never oh. explained it. They could have. They could have easily just said, "Roman Reigns is staying home with his children in this horrible climate, and has chosen Braun Strowman." Do you know his... what though? Our what? friend Paul Levesque. Yeah. On like Wednesday was in oh, yeah, I saw this. And he I was they were the asking quote. him like why why haven't you uh, like what's going on? Why aren't you announcing that Roman Reigns is out? Yeah. And he said and I quote Roman do, no, no, do it, you have to do a triple H impression. Roman re- has re- his situation uh, and his reasons for doing the things he's doing uh, I can't cool. do <laughs> <laughs> But I will say from our standpoint and the storyline standpoint, it is going to play out in a unique manner and we want it to play out that way. I don't want to give away the ending of the movie before the movie takes place. Everybody just has to watch the movie and see how it unfolds. It will unfold in a unique way and it will be meaningful for everyone. And what happens? And none of that. Nothing. He sounds nothing like meaningful or unique. Yeah, that actually sounds like a, a Trump quote. Yeah. We have the best wrestlers, most wrestlers, WrestleMania, uh, <laughs> biggest wrestlers ever. Too big for one night. Yeah. <laughs> too big. It's too big. Not, uh, too no, big. No, no stadium could hold us, so we're holding in front of no one. Huge. You, yeah. Um, so without an explanation, Braun Strowman comes out, gets speared four times, um, then reverses Jackhammer, and I think he hits four power slams or three power slams. Pins Goldberg just after two minutes. Uh, That's pretty much it. New champion. Why do they insist on putting matches like this on? I suppose it's Goldberg's gimmick because he's actually a shit wrestler. Yeah, but he's not, not the only person. Well, Lesnar yeah. does it as well. Yeah, we'll, but Lesnar will get there. Lesnar hasn't had like I don't know. He can't have good long matches with certain people, but yeah. Yeah, yeah no. It's See, just, the uh, thing is. I wasn't disappointed with this one because I didn't want it to be any longer than that. Oh, you knew it was going to be. I don't yeah, want to see yeah. Goldberg anymore. Move spamming, yeah. Right. Uh, I'm going to. We're talking about. We're talking about. Um, what we t- sorry, we're talking about uh, recently the Stone Cold Broken School sessions hmm. with um, 
with Bret Hart and I said how much he hated Goldberg. And then, Jeremy, you said that Goldberg's not that bad, right? <laughs> Which is obviously not true anyway in the first place, but I'll, I'll let I you weigh it. a human being, like. Okay. <laughs> Point but, stands. Uh, here is a quote from Hacksaw Jim Duggan's Instagram about Bill Goldberg. Hold on, let me find it. We're listening to, to Hacksaw how, Jim Duggan now. This is, so this is what, no, no, no. This is what Jim, uh, Jim Duggan said. This is a good shot. Bill Goldberg, a true pro, one of the best. So obviously that means he's one of the shittest wrestlers who has ever, yeah. Yeah. So that was from, the, if you want to look at that yourself, that's from the 24th of March on Jim Duggan's Instagram. Saying Why that, do you follow Jim Duggan on I don't. I do not follow him, you fucking fuck. Um, I just like to look at how he, he says things that are uh, not true. Mm. He, like, like trying. I don't know what you go to his Instagram page to divine the truth because of everything he says is incorrect. Is incorrect. Yeah. Like exactly. even trying, even trying to decipher. Listen to this caption, right? My group start off in HS James, wrestle in front of ninety three thousand people, finish up in HS James. But it's been a great business for me. I loved it. Still do. That was a caption. I don't know what that means. Are you, are, are you going to follow Jim Duggan there, Jim? I can see it. <laughs> yeah. He's DMing him as we speak. Yeah. Jim, you're totally right about Bill Goldberg. What's Bret Hart's problem? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. <laughs> Get over it, Bret. It was nothing. Wasn't that, oh, he only gave you a fucking concussion and a stroke. Yeah, no bother, pal. Should have got yeah. your head out of the way. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and next... Um, I didn't think it would get this bad over Zoom. <laughs> no. You just... You so blame anyway... Bre- you blame Bret Hart for his own... For his stroke, like... Well, I'm just getting back to this match, like... No, you're going to give out about... Are you oh. going to give out about having colon cancer next, is it? Oh, Bret, you should have got your arse out of the way. Or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, I actually really love Bret Hart. Like, he's one of my favourites. There's actually, I have a Bret Hart, like, what you call them jabs? Funko Pop. No, no Someone gave me for Christmas one time beside me here. Because he's fucking deadly. Um, yeah, this match was a move spam match. I don't think. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't even want to dignify it with talking oh. about it, to be perfectly honest. Um, so then the next match is the main event of night one. Mm. Ooh. And it is the Bone Yard match. Now, what is a Bone Yard match? Well, it would seem to be a cinematic experience within a graveyard. It pits The Undertaker, who has kind of returned to his American badass form against AJ Styles. And uh, I had a fucking ball. Oh, it, was, it was amazing. I really enjoyed it. It was just so, it was so ridiculous and just so, ah, crack. What a, just so, crack. Obviously, you can compare it to the the final deletion, you know. Um, yeah, it's meant, it was meant to be taken a little bit more serious than that. I feel, but yeah, and I I think it what really made it for me as well was I, I guess you know, and you could say the production value of it was a bit higher considering the fact that they have access to more money and yeah, yeah. yeah. AJ Styles, man, just just oh. his character work was fucking brilliant in that. Yeah, you know? even Undertaker. Uh, Undertaker was, was great as well, yeah. Yeah, I was saying like that's what I was, I was slagging, saying like both better actors than The Rock. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean, they're about like oh, like you know, Undertaker's like um, what age am I now? What you know, he's punching him in the face. What's or, my or, wife's name? Yeah, yeah. or he, put, he puts his hand through the window and it, 
I think that was shoot blood. It looked horrible. Yeah. Like he had a big like what you call that contusion or a lesion on his forearm. And he was like, You made me cut myself, AJ, you made me cut myself and he's like smashing his face off a bonnet and all it's like that's fucking what a great time. And that the, there was a what you would probably call a um like a, a turnaround um when uh, Taker had beaten Mobaldi, the whatever the fuck they were, and he had yeah the Druids to, or something uh, yeah he had gotten yeah. to Gallows and Anderson, and AJ just comes out of nowhere with what was supposed to be like a big fucking chunk of concrete or something and just fucking yeah. smacked him. Didn't, yeah. didn't see it coming at all. I was like, oh, oh it's fucking God. Good. Like, <laughs> great crack. My favorite part was um, was it I don't know Gallows or Anderson. I think it was Anderson was like said to Gallows, "Give me that shovel." Yeah, and like it was obviously a gimmick shovel, and when he picked it up, the head of the shovel broke. Fall yeah. off. So yeah. <laughs> is that what happened? I was like, "Where's yeah. the head of it? Is, is it a skinny head or yeah. something?" I, I think the head. I think I think later you see the head in the grave, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he so he just starts using the stick like it's so uh, like could they could have shot it again? Like, exactly. Anderson was <laughs> funnier. He he can't act. Anderson can't act. Did he even have team. a line? Yeah, when. You know, and AJ, I can't remember what happened. He did something to AJ and then he turns around and the two boys are there in front of the barn. And I can't remember what Anderson said. He was like, did you think he came alone or something like that? But he says it like in the hammiest way. Hey, Undertaker, did you think he came alone? It was really bad. Like it was, yeah. He was in like an 80s action film. You have to say it that way. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. The uh, tombstone he took on top of the barn was like... Obviously, there was a massive mat there, but it just it yeah. came across horrific. Yeah, it really yeah. did. Um, Jeremy, what was the song The Undertaker came into? I know it's a Metallica song, but I don't, I don't really know that album. Uh, our, shit, it's something dead. Are we dead now or something? Are we dead know. yet? AJ Styles Are we dead yet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, great fucking... Great. Great crack yeah, altogether. The, the fact that they actually licensed... A Metallica song for yeah. this match, like because they don't license music for anything anymore. I thought that was yeah, so it's only only Taker and Triple H get that sort of treatment, like. And they might have licensed one for Night Two. We'll get to that later. Okay. Before we do, can I ask you a question, guys? Yeah. So, yeah. with the kind of perceived success of this kind of, you know, way boneyard of, match. Yeah. 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 Whether it's a boneyard match or whether you want to call it cinematic wrestling. Do yeah, you, do, you, do you see WWE doing something similar in the future? Um, once oh, I see them running it into the ground until Absolutely, everybody hates yeah. it. Yeah. It, it yeah. kind of it seemed to me like this would have been... like Remember the, the Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton House of Horrors match? Yeah. What that should have been, maybe? Yeah, maybe it should or have been in that form. Yeah, yeah. What it could have been, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think I you're think, right. Think, go ahead, Dan. I think um, from now on, like... If this was all the Undertaker did, I'd be happy to have the Undertaker once or twice. I think that's why they kind of did it. I think it was it protects the Undertaker because you can do retakes. He doesn't have to take big bumps. He doesn't have to run. run. He can get gassed. He doesn't. You know what I mean? Like a. But what would they have done if there had been a crowd? Like they would have had a normal match, and it probably would have been. It is. It is AJ Styles though. Apparently, AJ Styles like. Appar- yeah. Apparently, yeah, I had read something that Kurt Angle was talking to uh, Taker 
a couple of months ago after yeah. the, whatever the fucking show was over in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he, he said that that match was fucking shit. Well, paraphrasing, obviously. He said if you want to go... But he, match, he wasn't happy with it anyway. Yeah. yeah. No, well, this is what Kurt Angle said to Undertaker. He said your match was terrible. Right. He says uh, if you want to have the best match year of, uh, of, of the current stage of your life, um, go work Rest with AJ Styles. Styles. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, okay. like, yeah, which is AJ's true, older. Like. AJ's older. He knows how to... Take care of him. Yeah, take know. care of him, and he's an absolute workhorse. He's like, one of the best, best of all time, in my opinion. But, you know, well, who could have thought like that when AJ went to WWE that like he would be having absolute character matches, and his character would be what would be carrying it. Like, yeah, yeah, he would. Yeah, yeah. From. like he wasn't doing fucking Fosbury flops off the top of that thing. <laughs> like, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. It was just punches, punches, and a brawl, and a, like yeah. you know. But like his character work was amazing. And then the bit like where, where uh, Undertaker gets off the digger and then he pulls like the, the weeds back and it says like AJ Styles 1974 to 2020. Yeah. And then like it goes down as like the hand hanging out of the with the glove on it. So fantastic. Um, um, I just like, have. He goes to ride off and then there's like the lasers do the Undertaker logo uh, and the fire. <laughs> yeah, so here here was my question, right? Yeah. Um, so basically the SmackDown before this or the Raw or whatever, Undertaker did a promo saying like, you can bring Gallows and Anderson, bring those ass clowns. I'm going to bring the unholy trinity with me. And people right. are like speculating online, was that going to be like Kane and like, the big show was the Unholy Alliance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Undertaker, whatever. But what I was thinking within this match, did he kind of play three different characters of the Undertaker? Like, he obviously arrived as the American badass on the motorbike. Yeah. And he's in the grave, and then he appears back behind AJ. He's like, like the... Yeah. And then it was like the Ministry of Darkness symbol that appeared on the thing. Yeah. You could so, also say, arguably... Big evil. Big Evil is separate to American Badass. They're yeah. very similar, but yeah, they are separate. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Big Evil's the one where he's like, he's he's like stalking him. Like he's put, he's beating him up, but he's not like you know what I mean. And he's stalking him on the graveyard, and he's like calling him boy and things like that. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting actually. There, good, uh, good spot. Well, yeah, I, you know, I was definitely like American Badass, and then the Dead Man when he like rolled, oh, yeah. appeared behind him, and could oh, shoot fire and all all of a sudden, yeah. but. Don't know. I was trying to work out what the third one was, but uh, Big Evil's not a bad ship. Oh shit! So, uh, is that the end of night one? That was the end of night one. One night uh, of two. Would you say that means it's half time? I would say that's <laughs> half time. Yeah. Which means it's, we have half time history. It's, yes. No, it's, it's hardly history, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> So what's going on in the world? Uh, everybody is dying because there's a massive virus. Uh, it's not particularly nice. And that's kind of the gist. Tiger King uh, is a good uh, watch though. Tiger King? I haven't watched Tiger, <laughs> Tiger King Tiger King has become a Netflix sensation. And, uh, Roses is number one in the Irish charts. By who? Uh, okay. Saint Jin. <laughs> like Saint John, but no, it's, it's Saint John, but with no O in the John, like Jin. Oh, like one of them folks. What's with 
I'm going to sound like an old man now, but what's with artists not spelling their name fucking right these days? <laughs> you know, like these pricks who put like dollar signs instead of S's or like V's in, instead of U's. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Stop. Stop. Don't Jesus me. Right? Stop the lights. Stop. Um, there's no movie one number one of the box office because no. all the cinemas are closed. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You, you can say that Bad Boys for Life is the highest grossing film of 2020, though. Wow. Yeah. With, with how much? Uh, 419 million and change. That's, that's a lot of money to me and you, but um, uh, in general, it's not like... It's because all the cinemas are closed. They can't fucking... If they hadn't had to delay the opening of that night, new Fast and the Furious, that'd probably be breaking all sorts of records. <laughs> yeah, it. no, it would be. And um, the James Bond film as well. Mm. Is also being delayed. Uh, so Let's I take suppose, maybe a little bit of a different tack then. What 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 are you currently watching? Um, well, I signed up for everything possible. Um, I got the Disney Plus thing, and then I got an Amazon Prime thing. So I'm watching The Simpsons on Disney Plus. Nice. nice. It's nice to have easy access to The Simpsons, um, and I'm watching The Office, The American Office, because. I've seen clips and found it very funny, but I'm actually properly watching it. Okay, so before you go any further, um, mm. this won't be of any value to our listeners, but... <laughs> For fuck's sake. Dave is then now I look in at the, the office. Like, Dave is now in... <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Did you uh, just go into a Star Trek ship there? For like yeah, I have a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave was in the office pretending to be Jim Halpert for a minute there. I liked it, Dave. I liked it. Um, and I, what else did I watch? Have I watched? Um, I watched the Sonic the Hedgehog film. It wasn't shit. But I'd, I'd, what I said was, if, if that had come out in 1997... I'd say I would have rented it about 400 times. <laughs> you know, one of them kids' films where, like, when you're a kid, it's the best film that's ever been released yeah, ever. Yeah. No film. So I'd say if I'd seen that as a kid, I would have just fucking gone mad. So it wasn't bad. It was actually pretty good. Uh, I'm looking. <laughs> the number one on the what you would call the box office is that new Disney Pixar one, Onward. Because they're, they're selling, you know, you can rent them online now or buy them online. Yeah. So that's made the day. That's what was it? Oh, that's. Uh, I don't know. It says 43 grand. I think that it made in one day, which is a little decent, all right, for a film that's not in the cinema. Yeah, to be. To be, to um, be people people are so bored. Like, people are just fucking bored off their bum bums. Anything else in the news that's not horrific? Any nice things? Any nice things I there, lads? I can't think of anything that's not horrific at the moment. Uh, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. That is fair enough. Where are you, Jeremy? Nothing. No, nah. Nothing nice. Oh, having lovely cans. They're nice. That's the, yeah, that is, that is nice, nice now. Yeah. Yeah. Cans are nice. Cans are lovely. Cans at the weekend. Bob's your uncle. Oh, yeah. Long weekend. Every every day is the weekend. Long weekends just don't count anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I might take Friday off work. It's Good Friday, and I was like, there's no fucking point. No. <laughs> we traditionally I think I, I, get, I get it off anyway. Oh, announced. we have, yeah. Traditionally, what? We record. We recorded. Yeah. 
Although I think we've missed a couple of years, in all fairness. Yeah, we, we have. We're, we're waffling Johnnies. There was that time we got absolutely meldy in my old apartment. That was the first time we did it. Was it the first time, was it? Yeah, it got, got bad. It got yeah. bad. <laughs> right, so night two. Night two. Unless you have anything else to add to the history that is last week. Um, night two starts off with Rhea Ripley defending the NXT Championship against Charlotte Flair. Uh, Charlotte Flair wins by submission after 20 and a half minutes. Uh, I would say that I'm sick of Charlotte Flair winning things. Me too. Uh, baby faces should never tap out. But also, this match was deadly. It was a very good match, I must say. Yeah. For the Rhea Ripley's gear was fantastic. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah it was really good. Yeah. She was a deadly seller as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, oof. Mm. No. She it was, was but her, like, her screen. It was like Will Osprey for a while there, and I was just like, oh, give over, will you? Yeah. I suppose, like, if, you, if that had been a crowd with like 15,000 people, you wouldn't have been as pissed off. But because it's yeah. so silent, you're like, ah, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I just hate like, that she tapped. I think they should have done the whole. She should have passed out with the pain, and that would have made her a hard cult. Yeah, or even beat her with like the natural selection or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Or a roll-up, like our dad used to do to Ricky Steamboat, and we can just have a big trilogy of deadly matches. Ah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, like, I understand why you hate Charlotte winning so much. and Yeah, it's basically a Roman she, Reigns type push. Like, she she's is good. Like, she's, deadly, she's good. Though, like, yeah, she yeah. is very, very good. She yeah. is. I do not like... The way she acts like her dad sometimes. Yeah, she's physically, not good she at phys- that. She physically moves like her dad. Like she does the whole slap on the arm thing. She hits the ropes at the start of a match before locking up. Yeah. She does all those little mannerisms. Even with her hands, and I'm like, try get your own. Try get your own thing. I read, she does her own um, thing. She's pretty deadly. Read an interesting uh, thing today that. Um, so Rhea Ripley has apparently travelled back to Australia. Because, um, or it is Australia, isn't it? It's not New Zealand. That's what you know. She's Australian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because her, her work visa has expired. And no because way. she's had to travel back to Australia, there's, right. there, there's uncertainty around when she'll be able to come back to the States with all the restrictions. Oh, so that's why they had to drop the title. Apparent, that's what people are thinking. Right, okay, yeah. Because, yeah. So uh, as far as I know, they've, they've taped all of the, the, the NXT shows um since then yeah um, and uh and she obviously can't be there for them interesting yeah i don't mind her losing the belt if, especially if that's the case but it's the way she did it yeah oh yeah, yeah. no oh, yeah off, absolutely a, a face being pinned is always is fine but tapping like a face should always be like you know never quit kind of that attitude yeah, you know yeah yeah, yeah. But I, I really liked this match. Uh, it was no, I thought it was great as well. It was a great really opener cool tonight spots. too. Uh, a proper match, working over the leg throughout yeah. the whole match, and not baby just face. working over it like fucking. No, beating the shit out, beating the yeah. shit out of it. And then Babyface fires up, puts on her own submissions, gets some near falls, does some fucking lovely shit. That missile drop kick and all was lovely. And then she gets or tries to roll her up, and then then she gets caught in submission and taps. So. Unfortunately, but yeah, good match. Like, good match. I felt I, I really enjoyed that match, and the fact that I could really enjoy it without a crowd means that if I had a crowd, it would have been a fucking yeah, it would have been a barn burner. Yeah. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, because it was the NXT title match. Like, imagine that at an NXT takeover with that kind of crowd. Like, oof. yeah, they would have. Oh. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Yeah, like if you're gonna watch, um, I think if you're gonna watch a match from night two, well, well, another, I'll get. If you're gonna watch a wrestling match <laughs> yeah, yeah. from night two, this is the match to watch. And I'd argue it's probably top three matches, like general of the whole thing. Oh, we'll yeah. get there at the end. Mm. You what? Yeah, we'll get there, we'll get there at the end. Okay, sorry, sorry. Um, okay, after that is a match I didn't watch, so one of you can fill me in. Alistair oh. Black versus Bobby Lashley. It just sounds like I oh, no interest. I'm sorry. I saw. I don't have time for this. It was in the quarantine. It was. I watched a bit of it, but I didn't watch it to the finish, so that's why I was kind of like, oh. Is it, like, okay. I, 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 so I'll, if you don't mind, there, there, jump in, there just how it finished. Um, yeah. So, um, Bobby Lashley had had Alistair Black to rights, you know what I mean? But Lana had been screaming at him and giving him orders, and he hasn't. He had him up on his shoulder like that, you know. Yeah. And he said, and but Lana gets up on the apron and screams at him. No, no, no! Spear him! Spear him! Spear him! I'd say that was uh, infuriating, was it? And as soon as that, well, uh, well apart from the, the 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 shrill nature of her fucking voice, yeah, um, you 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 know straight away what's going to happen. You know, fucking yeah. Lashley puts him down. He fucking sizes him up, and then as soon as he's running towards him, he gets hit with the fucking black mask, and he's out for a count. You know, like I thought the that end in itself was pretty good, but I thought the way they they contrived it was fucking shite pointless um the rest of the match in my opinion was um non again not really worth talking about too much in my opinion okay um so obviously both of these lads have fairly legitimate backgrounds like lashley is a mma fighter and as for black did a lot of kickboxing whatever like in the opening exchanges you could kind of see in a in a different universe in a different world that they could have a really good shoot style match, like in a, yeah. a blood sport type match, or like you know, Bobby Lashley is a li- with the rounds with the the Japanese lads a few weeks ago. Yeah, but in that kind of match. But so they even mentioned Bobby Lashley's MMA background on commentary because they go yeah. on like the educated feet and the martial arts background of um, Alistair oh, Black, but like. Bobby Lashley is not is actually an MMA fighter. With they mentioned that he's like a he's got a, a great amateur wrestling background. I don't think they ever mentioned the MMA because it's Bellator and they don't want to give them any press or whatever. Yeah, just don't say Bellator. Say he's an oh. undefeated MMA. Bobby player. Lashley would probably yeah. batter Alistair Black in the in the real world. Like. Yeah, but like, <laughs> that's that was opening... something that actually kind of annoyed me at the start of the match there. I mean, I do get your point, but like. Alistair Black was going for fucking waist locks on him. Yeah, well, obviously, like <laughs> I know, I don't know. They were trying, they were trying to get the point across that okay, yeah, this isn't going to work for Alistair Black, and the size difference is too much. But they still thought, like, okay, that makes him. You not fucking cop that on at this, like, before you even got into the match. Yeah, so <laughs> you know? kicks, dude, like leg kicks and knees and shit. You're what you're good at. You're bread and butter. <laughs> there was, and sorry, Darren. I, I would like to retract what I had said earlier on as well that the whole match was nondescript and not really worth talking about. There was a very nice spot where he did a, a kind of goal, a triangle moonsault ish type thing to the outside, and 
Bobby Lashley ducked under him. Yeah, Alistair he Black landed his feet like yeah, Alistair Black landed on his feet, turned around, and there was a really deadly bit. So the two of them are on the outside now. Alistair, uh, uh, fucking Bobby Lashley's behind them, and Alistair Black is looking in the other direction. He's like, "Where, where did he go? Where did they go?" He turns around and he gets fucking belly to belly. I thought that was very nice. That's yeah. Lashley can do some good belly to bellies. Sorry, Derm, I didn't mean to cut across you. I just wanted to No, no, you're grand. Um, like, that's, that's all I was going to say, really. was like, I kind of thought the first minute or two, it was looking like it was going to be interesting and different from what you normally see on WWE. And then it went into a very standard WWE match with match. a really shit WWE finish with Lana getting on the apron, shouting stuff to yeah. distract him, like. But uh, it could have been, you just like you could imagine in a different universe yeah. uh, that they could have like uh, a really in interesting a, match. In a different WWE universe. <laughs> I had to stop so, myself from making that joke, Graham, and I'm disappointed that so you sorry. <laughs> Listen, I haven't talked to anyone besides my wife and my two-month-old baby in a long time, so I just need to talk shy for a minute. Uh, thanks. Uh, next up was Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. I'm going to be honest, I skipped this one as well. I'm a terrible host. <laughs> look, I just, look, I want to watch... You watch the show, Ben. I want to watch good wrestling, or potentially good wrestling. Tell me, was this good? Tell me, if, if you tell me this is good, I'll watch it, I'll watch it later, but I, I, I won't. Nah. This match is not even worth being on SmackDown. This match... Or maybe it is, sorry, that's an exaggeration. For, like, a pop... That was never. That's not going to be there. Yeah, there was no crowd. Like, I mean, they even played Mandy Rose's music and gave her a big entrance in the middle of the match for a pop that wasn't coming. So, I don't know. The whole thing just didn't work. But, like, in fairness, from what I have seen, I haven't been keeping up to date all the time, but this does seem like one of the long term stories that they've actually built over a long period of time and people who follow the project a lot are kind of invested in it. So I'd say it would have got the pop. I think I think it would have as well, to be honest with you. Like I had, I had seen um, the the vignette from, from Valentine's day when it actually happened. I'd seen it online. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I saw that. uh, So basically, you know, Otis was going to go on a date with Mandy for whatever reason. And and when he does get there, Dolph Ziggler's had to take it his place, like, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And that was, but I had seen that back then uh, on, Val- on the Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, it's funny. So right? when I saw, and I, I, even just, I haven't had a, a touch of it since, but even from that, I said, oh, we'll, we'll see how this plays out, you know? Um, and as Derm says, yeah, it was a, it, there was nothing special about it, but i tell you what was good about it. And I think you're probably going to read my mind with this. But yeah, no, was, I know. Um, I know what's, what's good about it. Yeah. Sonny Deville and uh, Mandy Rose are very good. They were. They really did. Yeah, they did a really, uh, really good well, job. Yeah. They are good at doing their job. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. Cans. Cans. They're, like they're like a pair of lovely cans. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, yeah. So after this is the last man standing match pitting Edge versus Randy Orton. Mm. And Edge won after 36 minutes and 35 long, seconds. Long, long L match. Yeah, they could have cut, it, say, 12 minutes off this. 
12 of them. I enjoyed it. Same. But I also got distracted in the middle. I was like, what? I need to, this to stop. Like, I like the finish a lot. Finish is great. Apart from that yeah. shite submission that he seems to be. Yeah, well, that repertoire. is like it's. Standard. It just looks like a, it's like a. It's meant to be like an arm, head and arm choke, but it just looks like a sloppy sleeper hold from the side. Yeah. But uh, yeah, him like crying, I suppose, and then doing the concerto on the ground, and then like. Just going, uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was even yeah. holding his hand at the end as well, which I thought was yeah. a really nice touch. Uh, Randy Orton selling was good. It was like he was. It's gonna sound bad. It was like he was having a seizure. I actually thought he was both like, of their he, selling he, was great. There was one yeah, he stage, was like, you know, like a real muffled kind of. There was one stage where I actually, I actually legitimately thought, like I completely worked, I legitimately thought that there was something up with Edge's neck. The DDT on the truck might have been that, yeah, but because yeah, it's yeah. like it's like this. Well, you, you can't see me. Well, you, you can see he me. Was shrug- like he was kind of shrugging, yeah, he was shrugging yeah, his traps yeah. up, like yeah. I also thought some of Orton's character work was great. Um, there was uh, one stage where they were kind of going through the corridors backstage, and he kind of he has him, he holds him against the, his arm, and he's like, I've "Oh got yeah, you. I've got you. Don't worry, I've got you." <laughs> and then he just fucking rams him into the wall. That was good. <laughs> yeah, there was just there was a bit where they went into the storage room. And I, I think once they hit the storage room, it got bad for a period because it yeah. was just brawling among objects. There wasn't like, there's was no kind of structure to it. Whereas when they went to, I, I also think they missed a trick with the gym because a gym, there's so much innovation you can do in a fucking gym for a scrap. And they, only did, they did one or two things. And it was like, I'm going to say the one thing they did do. Maybe I was he, overly sensitive because I had just watched Dark Side of the Ring, but like. Oh, the, that cable the news kind of thing? Oh, that yeah. was all yeah. I could think about. I was just like, I just watched that. Oh, I didn't even come to mind. Oh, yeah, that, I was that kind of like, that's in retrospect. Yeah. yeah. Probably my own fault because I'd only just watched yeah, the, he put, the Yeah, he put the kind of pull-up oh. band thing around his neck and kind of... Yeah, kind of... Uh, no, but there was yeah. the other bit where um, Edge sat around the Orton on a chair and then he like pulled himself up on a pull-up bar and it was like it definitely didn't look like he like he thought it would look in his yeah, head like absolutely he not better. absolutely not yeah. yeah whereas to be fair the uh, elbow drop from the random cage that's above the office was like, why is that fantastic there? do they add that there or like does Vin, did vince actually when he when they were building a performance center did he go you know what this you know what this t- office needs a mesh wire kind of looks scene. like it might have been part of a hell in a cell at some stage. Oh, and they put it into the like as part into of the, the performance the, center, yeah. Yeah, as a the thing. aesthetic or, yeah. or it might have been um, a, a lockup for something. Yeah, it was just so weird. Like it was like real places don't have that. Only yeah, places Vince McMahon designed would have that. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was a it was a great spot though. Yeah, uh, the elbow drop off, yeah, yeah like, that was yeah, pretty cool, yeah. yeah. Very yeah. memorable, very, very unique. Yeah. Um, how messy is that storage facility? I was fucking like fuming. I was like, someone cleaned that room up. <laughs> they went into it and there's just shit everywhere. I'm like, that needs that needs someone to sort that out. Like, and then there's a bit I thought they were gonna do a spot, but you know when Randy got off the truck roof for a while to get chairs, the yeah. fucking size of that ladder, like, did no one nowhere it makes oh, yeah, ladders geez, that big. It's fucking huge. 
That's absolutely made for a stupid Jeff Hardy spot. Like, I no wonder if it was his tease. Yeah, it, it, it like might have been. Like, if you go to any like hardware shop or ladder manufacturer, they just don't have ladders that big. So they got. So you're telling me they got that ladder specially made? Specially made by the wrestling ladder man. <laughs> <laughs> the wrestling ladder. I think that's what he calls himself. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah no, like. There was some very memorable spots and there was some parts of it that were enjoyable. As I said, that uh, that one bit kind of really took me out of the match and it took me a while to get back into it. But yeah, understandable. I just, like, I know it's probably a respect thing for Edge because it's his first match back, but I just don't understand, like, how they watched that. And they had a week to edit it and no one said, here, this is too long. Let's just cut a bit out and like, Agreed. edit yeah. it down. Like, as long as it's just little bits they could have cut out. Like, I feel, if I'm going to be honest, I feel that was done in multiple takes as well. You know, like when they when they went from the corridor into the big storage facility and it was kind of like, and they'd have a cameraman running from another bit. I think yeah. they were just doing in multiple takes. I think they could have, yeah. Easy. I never saw another cameraman. Do you know, sorry, you know the bit where the cameraman fell in his arse? Yeah. yeah. And then they left. And then it's cut in. I think that was like they did these things so they could end a take and then discuss yeah. what they were going to do in the next room. Or just, you know, like it was weird. Which that by itself, I think, is fine. Oh, do a situation that it's fine if it's a pre-tape match. Like, yeah, yeah but, but like fucking stuff out. Like, but the length that it went on for was totally unnecessary. No, and listen, no again, I know Jeremy said maybe it is respect for Edge, but speaking as you know, I I would have been a huge Edge mark back in the day, you know. I didn't need to. I didn't need. To, didn't need it. Just fucking no. didn't need it. It's it definitely much. didn't need it. Like. I was tired by the end of it. No, yeah. I'm like I feel bad for Edge because like he's had to work so hard to get this comeback, and obviously he had it built up in his mind a very different way with yeah. a huge crowd and everything. But like somebody has to just look at that match and go, "Here, let's let's not put this on for thirty six yeah. minutes." Yeah, yeah. Bad. Like anyway, it wasn't. I would say 25 of the minutes were enjoyable, maybe. Yeah, for sure. 20 to 25, yeah. definitely. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Anyway, match number six is the Street Profits defending the Raw Tag Team Championships against Angel Garza and Austin. I know who Angel Garza is. Austin Theory. Like, I, did, I didn't watch it. I skipped it. Uh, I did watch this one, actually. Because um, I, I, did, I didn't want to skip another match. So I was like, I can't, I can't be skipping more matches. Uh, I would say this would have been a really good kickoff show match do you know what I mean if there was a crowd and you put this little six and a half minute match on in front of them it would get them in the mood for Wrestlemania does that make sense I found a a nice little palate cleanser after that 36 minutes you couldn't go straight into another long match this was just six minutes of spots and people getting their shit in thinking about what was going on it was it wasn't a bad match it was good like your man Austin Theory uh, like you 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 you, I think you. What? The, oh no, you didn't. You just said you, you turned it off after you saw him. I think you said that. Yeah, I did. Yeah. He, he very much is like a generic opponent in a SmackDown game. Like his music, yeah. his look, his gear, it all. His name, Austin Theory. Austin Theory like is a terrible name. That's so 2005 CZW or something shit like that. Um, but the match or was 2018 was, Evolve. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that where he's from is he from yeah, Evolve he literally yeah. came from Evolve to NXT like six months ago and now suddenly oh, right. he's just been put onto the main roster because no one else is in Florida oh that's why he's there because they 
he lives was, in Florida. Kind of, yeah, like, and very, it was meant to be. Not Hum- it was meant to be not Humberto Carrillo, someone, one of those. Humberto uh, Carrillo, no. Are they, no, uh, no, he's Angel Garza's cousin and they've been feuding. Oh, they've been feuding, right. And then Ray Mysterio. Oh, Andrade, I think, was meant to be his tag team partner till right. last week and then he got injured. So Austin uh, Theory got called up because he was the only person around. I was actually going to ask, I was like, why is Alistair Black wrestling? Bobby Lashley when he could wrestle like Andrade and have a fucking stormer. True. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, Andrade, I think, got yeah. injured like a week ago or something. Is so. Ricochet injured? No. So then, where, where's Ricochet? Maybe he just didn't want to. I think they were. They said that if he didn't want to do it, he didn't have to. No, no, Ricochet oh. was there. Was he, he was on the Raw on the Monday after WrestleMania. He just wasn't on WrestleMania because since he uh, lost to Brock Lesnar in 10 seconds in Saudi Arabia, they've done nothing with him. He's been on main event. He's in a tag team what? with Cedric Alexander now. On uh, main event? F- yeah. Fucking joke. <laughs> no. Ricochet. It, it's true. Ricochet is on main event tagging with Cedric Alexander. Hmm. Like, no, no disrespect to Cedric Alexander or anything, but Ricochet well, is just is, a fucking... He, like, come well, Cedric on. Cedric Alexander is underutilized as well, but like... Did there you, you are. Oh. Right, while I'm here, while I'm here. Sorry for running your Did you see who one of the, like, you know, the Monday after WrestleMania, it, it's no crowd to pop, so what are you doing? Uh, one of the latest additions to the Raw roster was Apollo Crews. They moved him from SmackDown for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he Apollo was Crews, also there. He is there. He's, he, he's great. Like, I, I think yeah. Apollo Crews is brilliant. He's a good wrestler, but he's no, he's no character. Like, he's no just a smiler. Yeah, he was he was there anyway, that's nice, isn't it? Um yeah, fucking what are you doing? Like uh, right, anyway, this match was okay, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I actually need to go to the toilet as well. So right, everyone go to the toilet ah, I'll, t- I'll talk to, I'll talk to myself. <laughs> I'll talk to myself for a minute. Well that's the disparity. Yeah, fair enough. Returns. Oh, we both have. 
Oh, there you are. Look at time. Just edit that out. Just edit that out there, Dave. Ah, you can or something. <laughs> what are you called, Dermot? Ah, Putting a little man. top on. Oh, yeah. That's ah, sure. Isn't that uh, yeah. Uh, where were we? So three profits match. Oh, hold on. I won't come in like that. After this match, uh, oh, where are you going, Dermot? Go on, go on. Go on, close your door. Close your door. <laughs> <laughs> Unprofessional. Right, so just hear, uh, right. hear someone else talking about that. Um, did we get to uh, no, so, debut? Debut. Oh, come on. Come on. Well, call up to the main roster. Fuck off. Uh, was she not on Raw before? No. Sorry. No, what we're talking about is Selena Vega uh, helps the two lads attack the Street Profits after match. And then she gets attacked by Montez Ford's wife, which is the way they seem to be portraying her, as instead of calling her Bianca Belair, which she is 100%, sorry, 100%. She is much better wrestler than he and his tag team partner are. And a better better character work and wrestling. It should be Bianca Belair, Montez Ford, his whole husband, not the other way around. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big fan of Montez Ford, too, though. Mm, He needs to do some squats. There's and also the Street Prophet who isn't Montez Ford, but I don't know who he is. The Street Prophet who isn't Montez Ford. Wow, okay. He doesn't jump off the screen like the way Montez does. D'Angelo Dawkins or D'Angelo. Uh, yeah, or yeah. Sort of Angelo. Player. Angelo, sorry. <laughs> That's, That's racist. possibly racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no need for that. What did we talk about, Graham? <laughs> what was the, What did I see that in? Oh, I think it was the league. I was watching the league and have you ever watched the league? No. And um, he's in he's in his old high school. One of the characters in his old high school. He's going to do a presentation, and uh, he sees the janitor. The janitor is black. He's played by um, your man Key from Key and Peele. I can't remember his first name. Um, but uh, his his jacket says like a brand name, like Carmangelo, and he thinks it's his name because he's black. He's like, "Hey, Carmangelo, can you do this for me?" And he's like, "My name's Steve." You know, what I mean? and, and they basically just have a conversation about how there's like it's just a lot of white lads, and like you can't say that, you can't say that, and they just start listing off all these, you know, like Deshaun and DeBrickashaw and all these fucking. <laughs> so racist, it's racist to put a D in front of a black man's name, basically. That is, is, what, is what we're saying. So I'm not the name. I dehumanize yeah. them all together. So. You, you, de- you. <laughs> yeah. You made what him lesser. That? You made him like a second-class citizen there. Well, he's no Montez Ford. That's all I'm saying. No, but no, I don't like Montez Ford's calves or his toys because he doesn't squat. He needs to squat because board has bigger legs than, in a good way. All right. And okay. she's also Bianca Belair is just fucking rapping. Yes, I did. I did hate the bit. She comes out, uh, gives fucking Zelina Vega her finish, and Byron Saxon goes. What's Bianca Belair doing here? And I'm like, it's literally where she trains all the time. <laughs> she's, she's she's a contracted wrestler with this company. You know what I mean? If it had been like Trish Stratus or something, like you'd get it. But like it's lit, you know, poor boy. And he tries, doesn't he? He tries. He tries very hard. He God tries, but he just yeah. Anyway, the next match. Is a fatal five-way elimination match for the SmackDown Women's Championship, where Bailey is defending against Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina. Um, a positive, not to having the no crowd, but to having the two nights. 
This match went nearly 20 minutes, and if that had been a one-night WrestleMania, it would have gone half that, if that even. It would have gone eight yeah. minutes, I'd say. They would have all just done spots, and then that would have been it. But they were actually able to tell a fairly decent story, I thought, in this, yeah, especially towards, towards, the last, towards the last three women. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good match as well. well yeah. You know, it was, I was entertained. I was really entertained. Probably the best Tamina match I've ever seen, let's yep. be honest. <laughs> it's a very low bar, Grant. It is a very low bar, but like, I didn't go, fucking Tamina, man. I was like, oh, yeah, that's good, isn't it? I like, will admit the fact that, that I was, the... Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead. I will admit that I was relieved when she was uh, eliminated. Oh, of course they were going to eliminate her for she's the, the least good worker in that bunch. Like, Mm. But I did like the way they did it. The way a Bailey was like going, everyone go, go. And they were like, they were all hitting a move off the top to, and then they like all four of them pinned her. I thought that was pretty cool that you could hear Bailey instructing everyone to attack her. Like, uh, also, some ex- uh, some pretty good character work from her during this match. Oh, she was, uh, Bailey. She was quite I was actually, I really liked Bailey in this match. I thought she was deadly. Um, I also liked the fact that her and Sasha Banks had to double team Naomi, but Naomi single team the two of them if that makes sense single team yeah she's single, single team, team. is that a thing <laughs> well it's basically the two team? of them were doing moves to her but she was doing a move to the both of them you know what oh I mean? yeah yeah i guess yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was pretty good naomi's naomi's pretty good she's class uh, she's class yeah no i liked it i liked it and i thought lacey evans looked really good mm. lacey evans was I liked, great. Um, the uh, when they had the like the team bad reunion at the start yeah, well, yeah, you could yeah, blatantly yeah. hear that Michael Cole had redone the commentary, like his tone of voice and the audio quality totally changed because he obviously hadn't got when they originally did it that this was Team Bad. He'd forgotten. Right, look, this. look at that. Hello. Right. Hello. All right, Nave. What? Oh. Not in here, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just asking, was there any bottles around? Um, uh, for babies, not drink bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Got a few cans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like Michael Cole blatantly dubbed over because he didn't realise it was a team bad reunion at all. He'd forgotten that thing ever existed. Oh right, so he had to he had to do it again. Yeah, yeah. I didn't you know where, that now. Do you know where I noticed that in on night one actually I meant to bring it up? You know the triple threat ladder match? Mm. Uh John Morrison does one of his fucking stupid things. I'm not a big Rob Morrison fan, sorry. And uh, one of his well, big, was, stupid, deadly things. In all fairness, yeah, well, it was probably deadly. <laughs> uh, and then he says, "Oh, that parkour style." Yeah. And then, right, he says that as live, and then you can hear, you can blatantly hear the tone change and the kind of audio change, and it, it's like a little, like six-second snippet of him explaining what parkour is. <laughs> so I was like, obviously, Vince McMahon was like, "Oh, have, nobody knows what parkour is. You have to tell them." Ella. So it's just this pick on parkour is using your body to move from A to B. And I was like, ah, oh, Michael. Aha, did you need to do that, Michael? <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, sorry. Yeah. You liked the reunion anyway. Oh, I liked it. Uh, yeah, it was a nice throwback that, like Everyone, Michael Cole, most people I forget. completely yeah, yeah. not existed. But then when I saw yeah. the three of them, I was like, oh, they were a group once upon a time yeah um, but yeah it was, it was to be honest I was half tempted to skip this match because I was kind of getting burnt out but I knew yeah. uh, we were going to do this review so I said okay I'll, I'll just watch it 
I wasn't expecting it to be 19 minutes, but actually, like... Didn't feel it. Like, no, I enjoyed no, it. it. was pretty there good. Was a few nice, like, self-contained stories within the match. Yeah. There was the whole, no, we don't need to see a Bailey and Sasha Banks turn on each other thing again. Ah, we but that will. was pretty good. That was pretty good where Sasha was like, hey, you hit me. And she was like, it was an accident. And then she pushed Sasha out of the way of Lacey Evans incoming yeah. and then pushed Lacey. And then as Lacey was being pushed, she cracked the women's right on <laughs> Sasha and pinned her, which was cool. Which looked deadly. You look deadly, yeah. Look and really to be good. fair, if they go down that road again, which they will, um, it might be like different this time seeing Bailey as the heel and Sasha as the face. Yeah, that's true. Because it was always kind of Bailey was just seen as someone who was like a, a doormat, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 But yeah, also, I, I thought. Uh, special just mentioned to Lacey Evans has a lovely moonsault. Yeah, it's a very. Uppy, does that make sense? Uppy milk, like she goes up as opposed to just back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very. You know the way, like, you know the way, like Io Shirai's milk salt is like. I'm just gonna try and not land on my head and she just, <laughs> yeah. bullets her, just bullets herself towards the floor. Whereas like Lacey Evans gives herself a bit of air, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah very, no, very, very good. Yeah, that was a nice story at the end, though, where they had the kind of, and then they had Sasha cost Lacey Evans the title. I will say this though. This is my first time hearing Sasha Banks' new music, and it is fucking dog doors. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, no. Bailey's new music. No, Sasha Banks' new music. No, ba- Bailey has new music. I wouldn't say it's as bad as Sasha Banks' new music. Sasha though. Banks' new music is terrible. Jeremy, you're not paying attention. No, the opening goes, it goes, it just has that, and then when it's meant to kick into the deadly bit, it just it goes, shits everywhere. Like. Yeah, that's exactly what oh, it does. It shits everywhere. It shits everywhere, yeah. <laughs> uh, you yeah. need to listen to that and then regret listening to it. <laughs> Bailey's new music isn't doing it for me either. Now. It's generic, but it doesn't make me want to cut me eardrums out my head. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So this was a good match, twenty minutes almost. Yeah, I absolutely. Quite a match. Yeah. Next <gasps> is um, I don't think you should read me call a match. It's a no. segment. Firefly Funhouse, oh, Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. Um, so it starts off. John Cena entering as normal. Um, he says, welcome to WrestleMania. Then cuts to seeing me and Gene and Vince and a few of the same welcome to WrestleMania. We see Bray Wyatt in the Firefly Funhouse. He leaves, has a little monologue, got leaves to the door. Uh, then it zooms out and just Cena's in the gaff. Uh, one of the little, I don't know the name of the... Rambling Rabbit. Is yeah, that Rambling Rabbit? Yeah. He says, oh, go through that door. And he goes through the door. And then... It's all dark and eerie, and then we see a devil Vince McMahon puppet very, or whatever. Very poorly yeah. operated puppet, in my opinion. A uh, terrible impression of Vince McMahon as well. I've heard a lot better ones than various people. But anyway. Sorry, I'm he, just going to... Oh, lovely Khan. He starts going on about ruthless aggression. Um, that was uh, we, the we, exact promo that Vince McMahon gave at the start of the ruthless aggression era. Was it? It was the exact yeah. same promo when he had everyone else very, very good. Then we see the joint SmackDown fist which is cool uh, to see. Yeah. And we see John, John Cena in his debuting little blue and red trunks. And then we snip it. Like Bray Wyatt is doing the same promo that Kurt Angle did. And then he comes yeah. down and he tries to hit him and he's like ducking and he's like, oh. And then we have uh, Macho Mercy with oh, no, Macho Man Glass. Wasn't that not there? Yeah, no, we've, we've just skipped over some important elements here. Go on, go on. 
Okay, so like when he's he's trying to kid him and over and over again, he's just saying ruthless aggression, ruthless aggression. Yeah, yeah. Listening to him, and then Bray does Nikki Bella's music. He's like, who can love? Oh, that was very good. Yeah, he goes. Oh, oh I, I didn't you notice can. that. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. Yeah, he yeah. sang it to him, and then but there was the other. I don't know if you noticed that other bit uh, where the Vince comment, the puppet commentator was like, "Put your hands up, kid." Apparently, like. If wrestlers don't put their hands up when they're getting punched in a match, he radios the ref and tells them. Because you ever see a WWE referee doing this? Sorry, what I'm doing is putting my two hands above my head. When a ref does that, it's because Vince is saying, tell that wrestler to put his hands up because you put hands up in a real fight, so he wants you to do that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So apparently he does it all the time, so that's the, it was them taking the piss out. So after he sings Nicky Bella's music, sorry, go ahead. So Bray Wyatt basically saying that this is John Cena's biggest failure and he yeah. says... Uh, I can see why you almost got fired, which is, is how that, is that true? That segment. Yeah, they were on the verge of uh, firing, apparently. Jesus. Yeah, and then we skip to the doctor talking. Oh, is, no, we go we back go to his time, childhood we... first. It's like, why did you ever even want to do this? And then yeah, it's... so then we have Bray Wyatt as Macho Man or Hulk Hogan. He could be. They have the big steel cage. They did the Saturday Night's main event, the blue steel cage in front of them. Then. Cena comes in with dumbbells yeah. uh, and start cuts a Johnny cuts large a, meat. Johnny Johnny large, large meat. meat. <laughs> cuts an eighties promo, pretty good eighties promo. Then does about a million corals. Like he's Sorry, just hang on, it is it is the most. It's literally just takes the most common phrases of the promo of the eighties wrestling and just yeah. says them in a string. Brother, strap them on my back. <laughs> yeah. Because right when the, the rubber hits the road, the cream rises to the top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when the rubber hits the road, that's an amazing line. <laughs> yeah, he bullshits him. And then he does a million curls. His arms are in bits, so he can't swing punches at Bray Wyatt. Then he throws him into the dark. And now he's the doctor of tokenomics, so he can only speak in rhyme. And then his rhymes keep like falling flat, and everyone's like, ugh, this shit. And then he gives him a... Does he give him another chance to do a rhyme and he does another or he does a terrible rhyme again, like these nuts or something? And it's like, yeah, yeah. and he basically just shows that like John Cena has always been a bully, and that's yeah. all he's got is like putting other people down. He can't, he like claims he's a real nice guy and everything, yeah. That, like, and then how does he get from that? He tries, he tries to attack Bray, and then, um, yeah, so Bray is basically gone, and then he like wants to rewrite history and go back to the night where everything changed for him and he wants to go back to WrestleMania 30. Oh yeah. But then he comes back where Bray Wyatt is Eric Bischoff. Yeah, yeah. No, and... no, no, no. But, but first that... he's like um Oh they're talking about WrestleMania 30 where he yeah, should have won and he gives him the yeah. chair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he gives him the chair and says like you have the chance to do what you refuse to and then Cena does swing the chair as though he's turning heel and then he becomes like when Hogan turned heel because the closest comparison to Cena is Hogan Uh, yeah and then that's so he he comes out like on a nitro set yeah the end of the world music with the black and white like and then Bray Wyatt has is like meant to be like Eric Bischoff and they too sweet each other too sweet each other (laughs) and at this point basically Bray has already won because he's made Cena accept the fact that he is he's a, he's a, deep down. Yeah. And then 
Cena like takes off the NWO cap, tries to attack him, or jumps on him and starts punching, and it turns out it's just a, a puppet. Yeah, rabbit. Yeah, I mean, oh, is, is it the rabbit or is it a different character? No, oh, no it was a bear. No, yeah. wasn't it was it not Huskus the pig? Oh yeah, because he calls him Husky Harris, yeah, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. Husky yeah. Harris. Yeah, but yeah. before that, it's like uh, seen as embracing all the hate because it's like all the different times where he's booed the most, and you have all the Cena sucks chance and like yeah. it shows like the one night stand, the ECW pay per view, and the CM Punk match, and all the crowd booing him, and then he's getting more and more mad and embracing the hate coming more of a heel before he starts beating the shit out of him. Yeah, and then he so then he beats the shit out of what he thinks is Bray and then and they have like post production sound effects of punches like <laughs> and then it turns out it's that little pig puppet or the husky puppet or whatever it husk is. Huskus the pig, yeah. Huskus the pig and then you see then then you see the fiends creep over his back like with a mask yeah. and then he puts the mandible claw on him and then pins it. Well there's no ref Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt counts, is the ref. Bray Wyatt counts the fiend pinning John Cena, like, and then it just cuts to Titus O'Neil. For whatever, why Titus O'Neil? Because <laughs> after um, Gronk won the twenty four seven title, he ran away, and then Titus said he was taken over as host, and it was yeah. literally just so he could make that face and go, "What happened?" I That's the only reason. It worked, like, because he was probably making the face that everyone who watched that was making. Like, everyone was just like. What the fuck was that? Here we go, though, guys. This is the. It was like I get. It. I don't actually. I don't know if I get it. Like what, no, what you were no. saying. It, like it makes sense. They're, they're talking about Cena being the Superman, the the invincible bloke. How he made bad decisions, like not putting over Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania Authority, doing all that sort of thing. But it was mental. Yeah, like I've I've watched it three times. <laughs> And All right. I know the first time. So, so, I, you're, so you're not going mad in isolation, is what you're saying? Uh, <laughs> definitely not. But I know I text the two of you after the first time, and you text me back, just you hadn't watched it yet. And you were like, was it better than the Boneyard match? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I just watched. It was just weird. Yeah. And the second time I watched it, it made a lot more sense to me, and I kind of got exactly what they were trying to get yeah. across and then the third time I was like oh yeah no it actually and like the first time I watched it I thought it was kind of random and they were just doing like kind of stuff to you know be like oh here's some stuff you'll remember if you're a like wrestling fan for years yeah yeah but the more I watched it and thought about it I actually think it was a really well constructed story that makes a lot of sense yeah if you're willing to accept that John Cena is fighting himself inside his like his own, own mind, which obviously is a very strange premise on a wrestling main. That's yeah, film. that's probably the but yeah. If you get over all of that, I think it's actually a really well constructed storyline, and it makes like perfect sense. No, I think you're right in that it does make sense. It's just so barmy. Like, yeah, no yeah. They've never done that like this in wrestling before, and it's probably the most you've, you'll ever have to s- suspend your disbelief when watching a wrestling show. I yeah, I agree. I think. I'm just, I'm just going to come out straight away and say it. I thought it was fucking deadly, right? It, I thought was, it was really yeah. good. It was it was a lot of fun. I don't think we're ever going to see anything like it again. I no, do think that if, if, if we do, that there are things that could be improved upon. I thought some of the, you know, like I, I, I kind of understood for the most part what was going on. Like you said there, 
John Cena fighting himself or the Fiend or whatever. In, in to be honest with you, I was a little bit confused as to whether it was he was fighting the Fiend in his world or whether he was in his own head or whatever else. But I, I got the the, the theme of it. Um, I thought there was some stuff where the execution could have been imp- improved upon. I thought the bits in the ring, um, with just the spotlight on the and everything else was dark, was a bit kind of I don't know. Um, it took away from the rest of it, which was grand. And the, like you know, and the final pin and the mandible claw and stuff. I I I I had kind of gotten to the stage where I had just accepted it. Where it's like this is almost like a promo battle, to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, and I, I would, I would have hoped it would have stayed something like that. Now I know I would have had to, it would have required me to suspend my disbelief even more. Um, but I thought it was great. I, thought, I really enjoyed it. It was just like, what the fuck is going on? And I read a, an interesting thing there the other day. Um, uh, obviously, I wasn't the one who noticed this, but the fiend's superpower is preying on your insecurities, in the sense right. that he. It's that he quote unquote snapped uh, 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 Finn Balor's neck, right? And he got he sent him back to his uh, his NXT gimmick. Sent him back, sorry, not to his, to his his New Japan gimmick, Prince. Prince, yeah. you know. And then he he beat Seth Rollins, and he revealed him to be the little shriveling weasel that he is. Yeah. He beat Daniel Bryan, and now he's back to his shaved head indie wrestler fucking baby face gimmick. And um, his fight with Goldberg, who has never had any sort of character or anything like that, he couldn't beat him because he doesn't <laughs> have yeah. any character. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So the whole idea is that the you know Fiend praises your insecurities and brings you back to who you really are. Interesting, and, you know, and it really works with this whole. Um, with this whole uh, Firefly Funhouse thing, you know, with, with Cena, you know, I thought it was great. I thought it was fucking, I thought it was a tour de force. Tour de force. It was a very strange thing, indeed. It was better than any being the elite I've ever seen. Oh, by, by a country. Sorry, I say that. Do you mean uh, like the Matt Hardy stuff or actually being elite? What? When. I thought you meant the, you were saying being the elite, but you meant the broken universe. No, no, being the elite, like all right, that's, that's very that's different geek. comparison. Like, no, they try and be funny. <laughs> okay, um, I would they say and, they try and be marky. They try and do these things that only marks yeah. get. Or they try and like they had a whole episode that was just action figures. No, <laughs> no, that's all I say. No, that's fair. Um, my only problem with it is how do you go back to wrestling after it and absolutely that's that's the big thing is like even the boneyard match as like ridiculous as it was it was still kind of a fight where at the end of it one person had won whereas this is an imaginary within someone's own head kind of battle it's just like it's very hard to go back to like, oh, Drew McIntyre is fighting for the WWE title now. Um, yeah, that was weird. But I suppose they also didn't want to end WrestleMania on. What could be a controversial that. kind of thing? Yeah, <laughs> and like I, I loved it for what it was, and I thought it was a great story. But I just, 
I'm not sure if it fits into wrestling really. It's a bit yeah. like the Lucha Underground stuff. That just yeah, I got that. Too I got far, that well, and you're just yeah. like, well, then why are we fighting in a wrestling ring the rest of the time when this stuff can happen? Like, and that's kind of what I, I thought. Like, like if they had left the wrestling ring out of it entirely, yeah, I think it would have been really good. And if they had to pin out of it entirely, and they, I don't know what they could have done if they had come up with some way to make it known that John Cena had been defeated. Yeah, and it's just like if in a month's time, whenever, well, more than a month, whenever they have their next pay-per-view, whatever, and it goes back to like The Fiend having a match in a wrestling ring against Joe Soap, like how is that going to work? Yeah. But for what it was and under the circumstances where you have no crowd and it's going to be a unique event anyway. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was Same. great. Like, but I just don't know how you go from here. And yeah, like I'll be honest, when I heard it was going to be a Firefly Funhouse and I didn't know it was going to be a cinematic presentation, I was like expecting to see some sort of match with like that giant stupid hammer thing again. And I was like fearing the worst. So it was very enjoyable for what it was. It was a, a strange experience, but uh, yeah, like wh- how do we go back? So, like, what's Cena gonna do when he co- or Bray Wyatt gonna do when they come back? Yeah, if Cena just when, comes back yeah. as John Cena the next time, then yeah, I think they should really they should they should pull the trigger and just turn him heel. He's old enough now, or it won't actually affect anything. Yeah, and absolutely. he's only there once or twice a year. Anyway, yeah, so, so it's just, not like, you know, before I think they were worried because he, of all the t-shirts and shit he sold and all the yeah, kiddie yeah, witties. It can't be the big cash cow that it used to be anymore. Yeah, so now just fucking do it and have a laugh. Yeah, like just have him come out of nowhere and beat the shit out of Roman Reigns. That'd be lovely, actually. That'd be really good. Because people wouldn't know who to boo then. Everyone would be like... <laughs> <laughs> Which... Which one is it? Here's that, that's when the crowd fucking turns in Cena's favor. Yeah, we yeah, always knew Cena was cool. Oh, yeah, no, he was always cool. We just, yeah, <laughs> but fuck <laughs> Yeah, that would be good crack. Right. So after that, um, oh, Jesus. Mental, mentalness. It's the main event. It's the Royal Rumble winner, Drew McIntyre, challenging world champion Brock Lesnar for the championship. And it's a typical Lesnar match. There's a few F5s. There's a few Claymores, and then Drew McIntyre wins at four and a half minutes. It's grand, See, but it's a Lesnar match, but it's... Yeah. I, but, uh, like, I just want to reiterate the point I made earlier on. I um, I hate these fucking spammy move short yeah, yeah. fucking matches. They're not, they're I, not to my taste either. I really didn't expect this to be this. I don't know, maybe I was being stupid, but I thought once... They'd had the Goldberg match on night one being that I thought we were going to get an actual proper match out of Lesnar. Yeah. I didn't expect just the exact same thing again where he hits his finisher three times and then the other guy hits their finisher three times. I thought we'd get a proper match. And I think Drew and Brock probably could have a really good Definitely. match. Definitely. He just 100%. had a match. Like, yeah. No, you're right. I was, Definitely I was really frustrated because like... I thought once we'd had one of those matches, they weren't going to do the exact same thing again, especially not when it's yeah. the main event. But there yeah, you go. Yeah, 
main event of the weird. second night, the fucking peak of the whole fucking thing. Like, yeah, it's like very strange, very strange. Um, it yeah, almost it kind of felt funny. like a, 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 a an epilogue of the show to the firefight one. The fire yeah, fight like it was kind of like oh, it's a bit weird, isn't it? But it's good to see Drew McIntyre win that. One hundred percent agreed. The whole I think they they make they made a WWE twenty four. You know, one of the redemption stories. Yeah. Because he was sacked, like, for being not oh, great. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and then he put on a lot of mass and body hair and, and came back. beard. Got deadly, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's what people are saying, that Heath Slater just needs to grow a beard and he'll be fucking world champion. Because <laughs> that's what Ginger Mahal did. Yeah, yeah, true. And yeah. loads of steroids. Ginger Mahal's body is horrible. <laughs> it's inhuman. It's Why would like... he left off WrestleMania? Oh... <laughs> <laughs> Where is he now? Hopefully, I don't know. <laughs> Lost. Hopefully, it could have gone. I, know, I, I had to. I had to read it in there. I had to. Like I was going to. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's in the firefly. He's in the firefly funhouse. Is where he is. Yeah. No. Off hopefully, he got, hopefully he has a similar situation to Rhea Ripley, and he has to go back to Canada. <laughs> And then they just decide to not sponsor his next work visa. Yeah, yeah. You stay there. I think they just did. I think he just got the belt because Vince wanted a laugh. They got the belt because they wanted into the fucking Indian market. Was that it? That was it. They, yeah. they started doing shows over in India, like just around the time he wanted. He wanted, like you know, to get into the Indian market. Is the Indian market important? Well, it's a lot. It's of the large country. It's a real, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if 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 the person and there, is, and if you go online, this it's come, it, this is it's up to you if you think this is racist. It's not, but if you go online, like let's say like on wrestlers' Instagrams and Twitters, oh, the most person. most of the people who still believe it's real seem to be Indian, or at least <laughs> yeah, you're right, you are, or at right. least from that part of the world. I might be wrong. They might be from Bangladesh or they might be from Pakistan or something like that. Um, I don't know the uh, what's the word etymology or the, the the you know like where names come from so if I kind of see a picture I'll just think oh he's from that part of the world and that's no, they I, seem I, to think I think it's fair enough as well they I seem mean. to think it's real Roman Reigns you are the shit <laughs> you know what I mean they've the broken English it's not their first language that's fine that's absolutely acceptable but it's funny because they're trying to slag a heel or you know if someone's like oh I really like uh, I think Seth Rollins is great, and someone's like, "No, Roman Reigns will kick his ass." It's like kayfabe yeah, is real over there. No, kayfabe is alive and well in India, like and living in India. Yeah. <laughs> we finally found kayfabe. She's in India. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you like WrestleMania 36? Can I can I give my thoughts? Yeah, go ahead if you don't mind. Um. I thought it was fucking bonkers. It was one of the one of the craziest wrestling shows I've ever seen, but I do think it succeeded. Yeah. Because for roughly around seven and a half hours, um, over two different, you know, chunks of time, I forgot there was a worldwide pandemic going on, and I sat down and had a bit of crack and watched some wrestling. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, so as as um as uh i guess you know 
some people could probably think that it's not a good idea for them to, for them to be putting on these shows and to a certain extent i would partially agree with them yeah um but at the same time you know it's in times like these that you need that little bit of an outlet or that little bit of a, a escapism and if wrestling has given me anything over the years it's been escapism and i was thankful for for having um something like this oh definitely the yeah. anticipation and then the the anticipation for doing for talking to you guys about it and um, so like, yeah. that's what like that's what they said in their or stephanie mcmahon said in her open monologue was like oh we're trying to take people's minds off the current state of the planet and i, I think it absolutely worked and whether <laughs> whatever it was like the fucking the shock at having no crowd um the the kind of the 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 mentalness of the the two kind of more cinematic things that happened yeah. uh, whether it was the frustration of the fucking spam matches or whether like, the ladder match or the fucking Rhea Ripley and Charlotte like you know it, yeah. there was a lot in it and it was uh, yeah no I, I enjoyed myself for, for what it was you know that's good what was your favourite match of the night or the nights tough one <laughs> um, it would probably be a, a, a three way <laughs> a three way <laughs> 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 I would say it would be a three-way tie between um, the the ladder match, yeah, the, the boneyard match, and yeah. um, uh, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Um, right, but I am probably I think uh, like just for the sheer, I, I never thought I would see it in my life. I'm going to give it to the boneyard match, just because <laughs> like AJ Styles lying in that coffin when they open it up and he sits up and he's like, ah, <laughs> you know, I thought it was fucking brilliant. Yeah. I, 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 as soon as I saw that, I knew I was in for a for a bit of a treat, like you know. So, so I was I was gonna suggest a different topic where we could have match of the night that took place in the ring and also a like cinematic experience of the night. Well, there's only two oh. cinematic yeah, so, experiences. So you have so you to choose go. between the two. Okay. okay. Well, uh, I think if, if I, I've already. Yeah. Well, I was, when, when you said match of the night, I I probably would have agreed with either Charlotte and Ray Ripley or the Boneyard match. So you could say one on each night. My favorite from the first night was the Boneyard match, and it's also my favorite cinematic experience. If I was to pick a match, match it would be the latter match, then I suppose. And then from the second night it was Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, which was a really good match. Like I, after watching that, I was like, "That was deadly," and there wasn't even I forgot there wasn't a crowd there because yeah, I got yeah. into it. That Boneyard match just made me. It made me feel like a kid again. Same. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the exact Because it was like the American Badass and there was like, like I went on, I went on Reddit before, like I didn't care about spoilers at the time. I went on Reddit and someone had put up um, the Undertaker entrance we all wanted and then it was like, it was the entrance but someone had overdubbed it with Roland and I genuinely got like uh, goosebumps, like the hairs on my arm <laughs> stood up and I was like, let me see this match now. <laughs> like I wanted to just say, oh, that's fucking cool. So yeah, that, that's what I thought. I enjoyed that. I'd like to see WrestleMania do two nights from now on because, like I Same. said, the women, like the women's five way, was a lot better than it would have been if if this had been a, a, a one night show. They got the room to breathe. Yeah, exactly. Tell tell a story, which is what wrestling is. Yeah. How about you, Jeremy Wormy? Uh, well, my overall thoughts very similar to Dave, where I went in with very low expectations because when all this first began, I kind of watched the first raw um, 
behind closed doors with no crowd just to see what it was like out of curiosity yeah and it was painful like the wrestling was still exactly a wwe match trying to play to the crowd but with no crowd reaction and like it it took a lot out of me to sit through the matches and i gave up i didn't get through the whole episode so kind of came into this show not expecting a lot um, and I probably, in some way, helped my enjoyment. But like, as Dave said, it for those few hours, I kind of forgot about everything else that was going on in the world. And I just yeah. enjoyed it. Like, it was, it was a bit of crack, something totally yeah. different. And I think they kind of embraced the situation that they were in. They knew they had no crowd. They knew this was going to be a once-off, unique show. So they did mad shit. And thought that was really good. Yeah, you could get away with that shit because yeah, because yeah. people are either if you're ever gonna do it, now's the time. Like yeah, now's the time to just do fucking mad shit. Test <laughs> the wars because most people have either gotten the network's free. I think for new subscribers now anyway. So most people are just gonna be like, "Well, that was mad, wasn't it? What the fuck is this?" Like yeah. <laughs> so um... I do think they shouldn't be taping more TV. They should just. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I know they have a contract with NBC or USA or whatever. So, but like, like every other sport who has a contract, or every other t- show that has a contract, they're like, "There's this mad fucking thing on. Can we stop production?" Like, just you know show I mean? old matches and show those. Show old matches. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be class. Actually, that'd be really. Do interviews. Cool. Show like you know to to try and drum up WWE Network stuff. Show WWE Network exclusives. Like you know, like yeah, yeah, documentaries yeah, exactly, or WWE yeah. twenty four. Yeah, show that and be like, you can see this all on WWE Network. Sign up now for whatever. You know what I mean? Just to yeah, like I and I understand the fact that like I know I had read that Vince really wanted to do WrestleMania. He really wanted to get that out of the way because it's the end yeah. of the season. It is basically it's like the way they yeah. You know, it's a, it's the start. It's the end of the wrestling year, and uh, next year has got like it's you know brand new storylines and new fresh things and so yeah. If they were to push WrestleMania down the road for three months, like the storylines would be stale. No one would have a fucking clue. But like when I was watching Night Two, they had an ad for Money in the Bank. Like, why do you have next an ad month? for Money in the Bank? Yeah. Like what the fuck? Don't do that. Don't. I don't think they should at all. Well, look, carnies, carnies. Carnies, Carnies. Man. Um, yeah, so match of the night. I, I'm gonna go with the latter match just because, like, it was like they put themselves through so much that yeah, I think they deserve it. Like, with no crazy. crowd there, like, to kill themselves. Yeah, I'd say they're delighted with that term. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has to give them something, they, they deserve it. Like, the lads was texting each other, like, oh, did you see Darren Graves? Oh, delighted, man. Yeah. Cheers, Kofi. Cheers for letting me know. <laughs> I know, but like honestly, like, like it was very entertaining. It was it had a, an unusual finish. I haven't seen in a lot of matches. Like it was some great spots and did everything it needed to do in a, yeah. an empty and like empty arena environment. So thought that was match of the night for me. Cinematic experience. They were both deadly. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna go with the Firefly Funhouse uh, for like rewatchability, which isn't a word, and just like the depth and yeah. the amount of thought that went into it. Like I would say, in like 
10 years time on the WWE network, you'll have like some sort of special where like Bray Wyatt explains everything that that yeah. match meant. And I'd say it'll be fucking class. Because <laughs> like I rewatched it a few times and I figured out like what I think it means, but I'm sure there's loads of other stuff that like is thrown in there. That, or stuff like, that you missed maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and are we, are we doing a spot of them? I'd forgotten about that. I forget about spot at night all the time. Um, it's because you don't um, watch the shows, Dave. Well, I suppose well, the, the actual the shows are our shows. Uh, everything. <laughs> Anything and everything. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the two obvious ones that stand out are uh, Kevin Owens jumping off the WrestleMania sign and yeah. uh, John Morrison doing the Starship Pain onto the ladder. Yeah. Um, but since I already gave the ladder match, match and ladder, I'll give Kevin Owens spot in there. That's nice, yeah. Oh, I'm That's nice, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will give the finish to the ladder match a spot of the night. I thought that was particularly good. Oh. Um, because it was good. And I've never seen it before. And if I've cool. never seen so. I've watched a lot of fucking wrestling, so if I've never seen something before, I'm going to be like, fair play. Fair play to you. So, yeah. I'll, I'll text John Morrison now or DM him on Instagram and go, well done, John. <laughs> And he won't reply. Probably block me. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, me and my mates were talking on, on online there, and you said your spot was spot in night. I think for me, I think I think. Oh, uh, look, I, this was this spot was a little bit. I, I wouldn't say botched, but maybe not executed as cleanly as it could have been. But considering what it was, I thought I. I I was kind of lying down on my sofa watching it and it made me kind of sit up and be like, oh, fuck. Um, and that was the springboards uh, from Kofi um, onto the ladder and the, into the Hurricane Rana onto the oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. that was uh, fucking deadly. I thought it was fucking deadly. What? Are um, what? Right there, there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be my spot tonight. So all of our spots tonight are from the um, the ladder match. The ladder match. Album notch. Match. It was. It was. We right, should we call it quits there, lads. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Stay um, on. Once we finish, stay. though. Okay. Well, because I need to explain something to you offline, so our thousands and thousands of listeners can't hear. <laughs> okay, Te- technical information. Okay, Doing we're uh, off there, Brian. I mean, we're on Instagram, but I haven't updated it since God was a carpenter. 2014. So, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, got B A H God G A W D on my. Um, Are we on TikTok? We should be. We should be getting <laughs> on that shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in my torties, man. Yeah, are we on Facebook? I'm not even on Facebook anymore. No, no, no. I mean, I'm maybe torties and I do a wrestling podcast. That's fucking sad enough. Like, rather than, without getting on fucking TikTok. Do you know? <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> right, uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Um, our next episode, we don't, like, we did record two episodes like fucking donkeys ago. They haven't been released yet. Because I had a big pregnant life. wife and I just didn't have time to do it. Life gets uh, in the way. Life gets in the way. 
Um, and it also finds. So when I say I had a big pregnant wife, I still have a wife. She just happened. Yeah, she get she gave birth. Like it wasn't like I had I lost her or something. Congratulations, <laughs> Graham. She disappeared. No, no, the thanks. Um, yeah. So we don't know how long these quarantines and isolations are going to go on for. So we'll. Maybe we'll review another random fucking show and come on here and just talk. Or maybe show. we'll review the big show show. Oh, God. Yeah, no. okay, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> no, that sounds like a good plan. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll, I I'll guarantee... How many episodes is there? Are we doing one episode at a time? Or the whole oh, season? Oh, Don't God, make me no, watch the whole no, season. No, 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 no. Okay, I do... I'm saying it's a good idea, but once I come back on here, I will go fucking mad at you for this idea. But let's do it. Okay. Great idea, Dave. Uh, bye, bye, you, Dave. everybody. See you later. Bye. Wash your bye. hands. Bye, bye. Wash them. Stay safe. Okay, so um, you're still recording there, Dave. I'm still recording. Yeah, but oh, right, sorry. I, I, oh, oh, I can pause recording.